Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. Today's episode is an interview between JPR's Executive Vice President, Lauren Clifford Knudsen, and her special guests, Elizabeth and Stephanie from That's So Retrograde. That's So Retrograde is one of JPR's favorite podcasts, and it was an absolute delight to welcome Elizabeth and Stephanie into our studio. This one truly feels like just a casual, true conversation among friends. We talked about how Elizabeth and Stephanie got started. It was in fashion and comedy and how they took that creativity and message into their podcast, creating something based around their own curiosities and seeking the answers they were looking for and couldn't seem to find. We talk about the power of presence. And of course, it wouldn't be a priority status podcast if we didn't talk about travel. So the team will talk about travel tips for maintaining wellness and headspace in a busy world while on the road. We'll talk about a few of our favorite wellness resorts. Um, One of them even involves a crystal menu. (laughs) And we'll even have a little fun talking about our daily rose and thorn ritual. This is a great talk, one you're definitely going to want to tune into. So thank you again for listening. This is Priority Status by J Public Relations. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with someone you think would really enjoy it. And of course, if you want to know more about J Public Relations, visit our website. It's J, the letter J, publicrelations.com. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy today's episode. So hi, Elizabeth and Stephanie. Hi. Hi. We're so excited to have the ladies from That's So Retrograde podcast on priority status today. So I've recently started listening to you all. And as I was sharing with you, it feels so much like hanging out with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a special thing for a podcast. There's nothing contrived about it. It's just like very easy. And in the six and a half minutes since you walked through the door, you guys just have that energy about you. You're so amazing. Thank you. (laughs) My favorite feedback ever because I value the feeling of like authenticity and friendship so much. You can tell when you listen to something that they're, if someone's like not really connecting or doesn't really know the person that well. And I just love that so much. So thank you. A hundred percent. I, you know, as as I was walking to work this morning and having deep thoughts and like, again, like the (laughs) five minutes of time that I had to myself today, I was thinking it's so interesting in this moment of time that we can really celebrate. And I hate this word so much. It makes me want to vomit, but woke being woke and like having people who can just like own themselves and you can talk about crystals and auras. And you can talk about, you know, yesterday we had a uh, retreat here at JPR for all of our company. And it was about conscious leadership and how this moment in time in our world where we can just, it is celebrated to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And it's special. I think for so many years, it was like, this is the cookie cutter mold and you climb the corporate ladder and, and then you get a pension and you, that's it. And so cool that we can have like all these celebratory creative moments. Agree. Well, it's like a backlash to that. Cause that was so like inaccessible and not real. And like people were becoming boxed in and unhappy by that model. So it's of course like the swing is like, no makeup. We're eating whatever we want. We're friends. Like, you know, it's just way more chill than the edited beauty of the early aughts. Absolutely. And before that. So tell me a little bit about how did you guys first meet? Neither of you are from LA. We met through mutual friends at a party, Mm -hmm. classic tale. 
And, and we immediately slept together. No, <laughs> no she's kidding. <laughs> she's kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I sometimes have to say that stuff is kidding when I don't know if people know. I think people know. <laughs> I think my tone of, and then we immediately slept together. I mean, it could happen. If it's, you were a guy, that would have been true for yeah. me. Yeah. Not Same. joking. <laughs> not <laughs> clarifying, joking. not joking. Um, <laughs> and then it was funny. I always retell this. I found out stuff was a comic and I said, oh, I want to write with you. It was honestly the first thing that came out of my mouth. And then we started a podcast, which is easier than writing now. Yeah. It's actually not. But <laughs> is that a normal thing for you to meet someone and say, I want to no, write with no, you? No, it's so no, weird. I've never said that to anybody. Who would anybody say that to somebody? <laughs> um, but it didn't seem weird. No, it was just, so it was an interesting, weird um, hit that I got that I didn't realize was a psychic hit at the time. Cool. And so at what point did you guys decide you wanted to podcast together? Years into the friendship, previously we had done some collaborative projects together. We were producing stand-up shows um, in Los Angeles, writing comedy sketches together. I was in fashion, still am a little bit, but I started off in fashion very deep in it. And um, I just was having this like creative itch to scratch. And it was really fun being around a lot of female comics and who are just like living their truth and speaking their truth. And I was so inspired by that. And so my creative brain was like, I want to collaborate. And then that began and it was just like a really fun, amazing experience. And so when it came time to create this podcast, it just was like an, just a beautiful, natural fit that was really based around Stephanie's and mine own curiosities and just want, wanting to know about things that we couldn't really find the answers to in the way we wanted to find the answers to them. You started off, right? Or maybe it wasn't your very first, but you were with Rachel Zoe mm-hmm. for a bit launching yeah. um, her podcast, uh, not her podcast, her website. Her Yeah. And her daily newsletter and her online partnerships. This was like pre-Instagram. Pre-podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> pre-podcast, pre-Instagram. Pre-Instagram. I don't even remember those yeah. days. Yeah. That's where I kind of got started. I started actually in PR and then moved to fashion digital world, which is a very specific, interesting space that was even more different nine years ago, as you can imagine. That feminine energy, excuse me, is something that clearly resonates with you. Someone like Rachel, who's so decidedly Rachel, and Mm -hmm. then working um, with another female, and you mentioned you know, the female comedy and whatnot. And now I think your podcast is unabashedly female. And I think for years, I had somebody, again, this is sort of traditional, like being female was not, it was like, and she's a woman and now, but you're like, and I'm a woman. It's so funny. And I know this is like against popular opinion, but being in fashion as long, like I started when I was 15 working in fashion and started in retail and ended up doing buying trips and all of that stuff very young. I was always very female dominated in a way that I didn't even notice the, the patriarchy of our culture. I was always like a girl in a boy's world. Like I played sports and I was in comedy and like but again, like I didn't think about the fact that I was doing something that was what women weren't doing. I just, I've always thought like, you. the best way to like break a boundary is just to do what you want mm, and yeah. like not consider that that's not what other people are doing. You know, it, it never felt like female empowerment to me. It just felt like personal just empowerment. This is, this is me and I'm yeah. doing me. Yeah. Well, and I love that your podcast is on Dear Media, which focuses on strong female voices. Yeah. It feels like you're amongst really great, strong companies. We are. For well. sure. Yeah. They're amazing. They're such visionaries. Yeah. And we feel so lucky to be firmly planted there and just growing with them. It's amazing, their vision. 
So I was telling um, the ladies right before we started recording that the other night I was listening to a recent podcast and as I was domesticating in the kitchen and I walked in the other room to say something to my husband and I could hear the podcast running in the background and I had this really cool moment where I... I thought to myself, this is what it must sound like when my best friends are here. And the topic was, you know, something that we would talk about and the way you were talking about it and like the laughing and the twists and turns of the conversation where you're like tossing like a, a inappropriate random- comment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not us. No, never happened. Never happened. Um, never and, happened. <laughs> but what I think is so cool about that and, and coming back to what you were saying, Stephanie, is that you are unabashedly who you are at all times, it feels. And Tell me about how that works. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> oh, it's working so far. Okay? <laughs> but tell me about how you prep for podcasts and so that you can go in and be your best selves, but you're not, you're finding that really great way to honor who you are, but deliver the best result. Elizabeth and I both spend a lot of time focusing on our own thoughts and feelings and routines and all those things to make us feel like we are in our center so that we can show up for everything thing in a specific like present and awake way. So that's just like the life that we live, I think lends itself to being able to show up places and be like awake. Like for me, awakeness is like challenging because I'm just like a sleepy bitch. And so that is like the biggest thing, like making sure I'm well rested and like have eaten enough and have been hydrated. Like those baseline things are super important, obviously. It's like when you're talking for a living, that's really more important to me than if I'm just home like writing, I like could go seven hours without eating or like sleeping. I don't notice it as much, but it's like needing to show up in that way. It's like the nourishment of self is so important. We always make sure that we like have a moment of connection before and we're like, okay, this is now what we're about to do. You know, we started the show almost five years ago and we both were doing other things and this was just really like a fun call of the soul to start. And I remember saying to our friend, Mikey Dimitrovich, who's been on many that episodes. That was a podcast that yeah, he's the, amazing. The, yeah, I think he's been on spirit. probably eight times at yeah. least. And he's also a dear, dear, dear friend of ours. I remember saying to him one day, I said, you know, I don't think I can be like scheduling other meetings and doing other stuff the day we're recording. And he was like, well, yeah, (laughs) you need to be able to show up. But that wasn't even something that I had even considered because like podcasting, when we were doing this, it seems easy, A, but B, it wasn't, when we started doing this, people weren't podcasters in the way that they are now. Of course, the medium existed and it was like more of like an underground thing. Now it is something that is very common in a very cool way, in a way that it's very bona fide and amazing. So it almost felt weird to want to honor that thought of like, I need to actually like be a little bit more introspective, have a quieter morning, not overextend myself. You know, once I had that realization, it was like, I want to set myself up for success and show, as Steph said, show up in a way that I can be present in the moment and let it flow. There's nothing that bothers me more than when after we record that I'm like, if I know I wasn't present, then I know I forgot something I wanted to talk about or it was a missed opportunity to go deeper on something. That's when I get a little, you know, in my head. 
And, you know, I love everything you say, and this is not my full-time job, and it is hard. I was actually really thrilled when we scheduled this to be recorded in the morning because that allowed for me to get in the headspace. You know, I had written a whole bunch of stuff down in preparation or whatever, but then I could have some time this morning to say, okay, like let's funnel it together. Let's really get in place and then come in and say – all right, now I'm here. Yeah. And it's been this transition for me in the last few weeks, even with everything I'm doing, that if I want to show up, these are the steps I need mm-hmm. to take, whether it's a podcast or for a date night or to read to my kids before bed or whatever. What are some of the things you all are doing besides the hydration and the eating well, which by the way, I think can't be stressed enough? I mean, it's the most that's important the, stuff. The prime rules of the that's a retrograde lifestyle. Breathing. Sleeping, sleeping, eating, hydrating, smiling. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, those are said, like the wellness tips. But you said something before. I don't even think you really realized. You were like, I had some time to myself, and I feel like that is something that in the technological time that we're living in is like being lost. Because think about it: if you're by yourself, a lot of times you're on your phone, and that's not time to yourself. The time where your mind wanders and where you can really like have those like, oh, that I had a realization or I'm thinking about something. I mean, it sounds dumb when you say it out loud, but the reality is that like you don't get that like time on the subway just to think anymore because you can use your phone. It's a really weird thing. Like time to yourself is a wellness practice. It's a point. commodity. It's a luxury. It, is. it sure is. I love that. And I this is like a weird thing to say to I, I say this to clients, which are often men and they get a little uncomfortable, but I always say my best thoughts come to me in the shower. It's true because it's the one of the very few times of day, and for me. I tend to shower at night, even though I prefer a morning shower, insider info. I shower (laughs) at night because my mornings start with my two kids ejecting out of bed and calling my name, and then it's the mad dash to do everything. So if I want to be clean, it's at night. And so there's no one walking in. Usually my phone isn't blowing up at that at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and, and I am. I'm in this amazing, and I have tremendous thoughts at that point. It's the best. It is. You're like, hey, me. Yeah. You've got sure. some good stuff going on in there. <laughs> but you never, it's like hard to hear when it's like emails, phone. It's just so much chaos all the time. I think that's why we're seeing like meditation becoming such a big thing because people, it's like a necessity because we're going insane. Yeah. There's so many different (laughs) channels hitting us at every moment that it's like, no, no, no. Like we have, like, it's almost like an aggressive ask that we need to be putting on ourselves in like a serious manner. It's true. It's true. And you see this with businesses, right? And especially in an industry like PR, which is what JPR obviously does besides (laughs) doing amazing podcasts. Um, It is a 24-7, 365. It literally doesn't stop. And and not only does the media cycle and the, you know, the social media cycle not stop, but we work with hotels or destinations that also don't stop. And so it is a hard thing to find that balance. So besides the basic things, the sleep, the smile, the the eat, what are the hydration? (laughs) Huge. What are some of your hacks while you're traveling? Because you're here this week for a whole week. So Mm -hmm. that means inherently you're out of your routine, right? So what are the things you're doing while you're traveling to make sure that you're staying in that best space? I love this question. So every morning when I'm at home, I do like hot ginger water. So I found these this brand, I think it's called Rooted Shots. And they're these um, powdered packets and it's uh, like ginger, cayenne, 
lemon. Their yeah. stuff has the packet. It's so I that's it, been but. replacing that, and they're delicious, and they're vitamin C. And then also Low Roxburg, who's a fascia expert. She's been on our show. I'm sure you're fascia. familiar with her. She's very popular. She makes these amazing foam rollers, and she has a travel one. So I bring that with me, and I just kind of get the blood moving. It's equivalent to the size of a rolled up big magazine. So you can really throw it in a tote, throw it in your suitcase, and it's like good to go anywhere. Obviously on the podcast, you can't see in the face, but I actually was like, and that's it. It's so simple. It's so simple. And and I love that. YouTube videos of her, like you can always YouTube videos of her doing a little workout if you want inspiration, but I kind of just intuitively like know where it needs to go. I love the foam roller idea. That's a that's mm-hmm. a good one. What about you? I am obsessed with this exercise right now, um, LEK Fit. And she has a streaming platform that I work out with myself every morning with like with my rebounder. We both love bouncing on the rebounder. But obviously you can't pack your rebounder because it's a giant trampoline. <laughs> but <laughs> she does like 30-minute jet set videos. And so I didn't do it this morning or yesterday because we had to be up so early. Busted. But the first day I did and then tomorrow and the rest of the days I will. And I just, it's like 30 minutes. It's like a quick workout. Just get the sweat going. For me, that's like really important. I did do like 20 sun salutations this morning. I personally have learned that the best way for me to start getting into like an awake state besides copious amounts of caffeine is blood flow. It's so important. And also like walking around New York, when you're traveling, like your back, everything starts to hurt. And like, there's just, once you start to like crunch and crumble, it's just like immediate vibe killer, bad mood, will take you down. Like the, when you're tense in your body, the stress is like, will take you down. It's so bad. So I think we're both talking about prioritizing like our physical needs. And it doesn't have to be this whole like mountain to climb. Yeah. That's really what we have like gotten to the root of with doing that so retrograde is just grounding all of these practices and something that's like easy and fun and doing it because it feels good for you and it's not because you should be doing it. Yeah. Not because somebody says, oh, it's good to meditate so you should do it. It's like, no, it's actually really nice to give myself those few minutes. Yeah. So I love that you guys are taking care of yourself on the road this week because you have, have a big week. You want to we tell do. us about that? So we are here officially because we're doing a live show at Caroline's on Broadway tomorrow night at 7.30. We're going to be interviewing Elisa Vitti from Flow Living and Woman Code. She's like female biohacker. Are you familiar um, with this book, Woman Code? Oh my God. Not it is every like woman needs to read the this The Bible of That's So Retrograde. It's yeah. all about the four phases of the female cycle and how to maximize productivity, health, sleep, all of that based Mm -hmm. on the cycle. And it all even goes with the moon. And I mean, it's like so deep. It's amazing. And we learned about her work like in our late 20s and we were mad. Yeah. We're like, (laughs) wait, what? We got, there's a cycle. It's not just our period. Like no idea. These are things that seems so obvious now in hindsight. Like, of course, there's more than just the period part of the month, obviously. But knowing that they all have affiliated energy levels, foods you should eat, exercises that are more ideal. Productivity, like when you're more yeah. inspired versus when you should be executing, like all of these things they are all so have fascinating. To do with our and, cycle. and when it comes to biohacking, it's really only talked about in the male world. Like if you look at, for instance, like we love Dave Asprey, but like Bulletproof, that whole concept is very much based on like the male hormone cycle. Super mask. Very mask. Even the weight. And I love love what Elisa talks about, even how the work day 
is set up. Like drinks after work, that's set up for like when men's hormones spike to a certain way, not women's. I mean, it's very, it's deep, it's interesting. So like adding the female lens to the conversation of biohacking is so fascinating and yeah. it's so leveled. So we're just geeked about that. I'm in full that. swoon now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. Right. Immediately ordering that. Yeah, yeah you, it's after very this. interesting. Highly recommend. Excellent. Thanks yeah. for the tip, And guys. the app is great too. The app flow, flow living, and there's app. an app. Oh my yeah, course, track your tracks cycle. your cycle, but also it's like recommendations for where you're where you're at in your cycle, and it's just like ugh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, like, eat more leafy greens. You're in your follicular phase, and you're like, okay, like it's <laughs> so easy. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing your amazing event. Yeah, yeah. And this is like the, one of the first times you've done an event like this. No, no. We started actually doing a live show pretty soon after we started doing our podcast. We started basically workshopping it on a monthly basis at Soho House in Los Angeles. Had a great relationship with their events team there. And so we just kind of took over and we would work this show out. And then, and we also had had this comedy show we had been producing for years. And so it kind of all merged together in tandem. And we've put together this like really fun offering that we tend to bring out whenever we can. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But you are doing your show more on the road in the coming yeah. months, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is sort of part of that yeah. future? Yes, definitely. It'll, it'll always be like think an ongoing component to That's a Richard. We love meeting people that listen to the show, you know, connecting in that way that's not just on Instagram. And then also bringing a comic and bringing an experience. And yeah. it's just like a more it really is like the universe of where how we exist is just maximized when you're in person, I think. So travel in general is what we live for here at JPR. And I think most people do. It's, you know, the drudgery of working and travel every day. If only we could travel places and not have to get on an airplane, I would be very happy. You know, like I, I do style blanket into happening. Yeah, totally. Airplanes are my Achilles heel. I hate people coughing and sneezing and I hate tight spaces. And I just, I don't like being touched a lot. Like there's just a lot of things about flying that I'm like, ugh. So what do you do to kind of get yourself in the headspace to do that? Because obviously in this day and age, you're going to be traveling. I just take as much CBD (laughs) as humanly possible and tell myself that it's worth it. Excellent. (laughs) Mind over matter. You can suffer and still (laughs) get through it easily. It's exactly that. I actually don't love taking planes either. It's a fundamental part of my job. I'm on a plane conservatively twice a month, not like round trip, but- yeah, it's not my favorite. What's either. your flying tip? What's my flying tip? Yeah. Good question. I am all about trying to be as simplified as possible. So my ritual at the airport is I come through security, I immediately get water, I get a snack for the plane. I am not nice when I'm hungry. And you just never know how long you're gonna be sitting on that tarmac so or when true. your next meal will be on the other side. And so I've usually got like a whole bunch of my my stuff stashed. I am also huge on mushrooms, um, the medicinal sort. And so I've got, I think it's called Beautiful You from um, Moon Juice. Okay. Mm. So I do those caplet capsules twice a day. And then when we're actually up in the air, if as long as it's like a decently long flight, I'll also I'll usually have some lion's mane from Four Sigmatic too okay. and, and use that time because a lot of times Wi-Fi is spotty. So like purposely use that time to do like the writing or the project or the stuff that doesn't require the internet and you can actually focus in on. So. I find planes to be a very good place to focus actually. Yeah. It's weird. You know, it is true because ideally I'm not someone that engages with people around me. Yeah. I'm Thank actually, God for you. I'm a slight, <laughs> I'm a slight introvert even though my job would seem otherwise. So mm-hmm. I don't sit down and like, hey, or I actually prefer not to speak 
something that helped my digestion with traveling is I don't eat on planes anymore. I've heard that actually from a lot of industry experts. It makes a big difference. I would always get to my destination and be like, okay, sorry to be crass, but like now I'm not going to shit for three days. And it was like always a problem. And since I stopped eating on the plane, I don't experience that anymore. That's excellent. I think that's a good one. I think Anthony Bourdain said that and that's where I got that from. (laughs) So, you know, we love travel here at JPR. Priority status is about travel elevated. I'd love to talk with you guys a little bit about wellness tourism. So, of course, what's so funny about the term wellness tourism is that all travel in general can be life-changing. Right. But wellness tourism sort of is positioned as life-changing travel. I mean, travel is the ultimate form of self-care. Checking out of your life and getting to see something that you're called to, like that is so special. Well, and for me, I always think of travel as it being sort of an educational experience. Mm -hmm. Again, kind of a nerd, but you're learning about something good, bad, whatever, a new culture or a new way of doing things or just being exposed. So I think it's absolutely the ultimate self-care. Yeah. So interesting stat, $3.4 trillion industry, spa and wellness economy. That's with a T. And actually wellness tourism makes up 14.6%, which is $494 billion. Wow. Chill, Yeah, yeah, right. So you're always sort of cautious about when things like that are being commoditized. But, you know, it's the fastest growing subset of the tourism industry. And when we're seeing not only our travelers that we talk to wanting to do, and just as consumers wanting to do, but we're seeing our hotels really want to begin offering that. So I think years ago, right, it used to be you'd go on a retreat and you wouldn't eat and you'd hike and you'd maybe have some nuts and like that was it. That was your wellness retreat. But now it can be amazing, insane food that was grown within a mile and you went out and harvested that and maybe you went for a walk, maybe you didn't, but there's a whole spectrum. Have you guys done any cool wellness tourism things? We have. We went to Miraval in Arizona. One of the OGs. Yes. That's a really special place because obviously it's so beautiful and they have a great spa and all of that, but they also specialize in like grief counseling. So a lot of people will go there if they've experienced loss and they have equine therapy with one of the world's leading equine therapy OG experts. And so it's like beautiful and fun and you can get an amazing facial and all of that, but there's also some deep work happening there. The equine therapy is something that just kind of popped onto my personal radar. Mm-hmm. We have a client in on Mackinac Island in Michigan. Oh, that's, I'm from Michigan. Oh, yeah. What's the client? Um, it's called Mission Point. Okay. And I stayed there with my parents growing up multiple times. Well, if you're from Michigan, of course you yeah. have because it's like this destination. so cool. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. So it's an island. It's right where Michigan and Huron Lakes meet and they've never allowed cars on it. Cool. And so you literally go by horse and buggy and bicycle everywhere. Only. It is the Fun. most beautiful slice of Americana. Like nothing's more Americana than this. But they at Mission Point are doing actually group activities with horses, and it's blown up this past year. People like they're booking up faster than they can keep pace. That's amazing. I, I know. So we, I love that you guys work with them. I have so <laughs> many amazing memories from that resort. Oh my gosh, that's so. I love this. We'll have to have you come back. Maybe you can. Let's do it. Check it out. So yeah, horses. Who knew? It was a thing. It's a thing. It was so funny because we did equine therapy and the guy was pretty rough on us. And I kept being like, I'm allergic to horses. And he's like, what's the emotional issue behind your allergy? I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm just allergic he's to like horses. He's like dad stuff. And you're yeah. like, yeah, but I'm also allergic. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you, what did your dad do? I'm like, lot. But it's just, <laughs> I actually just have a hive. And so like I did it anyways because he was like bullying me. I like, because you have to run your hand on the horse and your energy has to be matched. So you can like lift the leg. And it's like this whole exercise and like calming your nervous system down because the horse will always Read just like your energy. you. Yeah. That's like what's so beautiful about them and why they're healing. But I was like sneezing, hiving. I like couldn't do it. And then I had to run and wash my arms in the barn. And he was just so annoyed with me the whole time. It was not a success for Sometimes you. Sometimes healing experiences come through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> so true. We learned it's about that. You recognizing that honoring your needs is more important than satiating this man's need to expose your deep psychological wounds. <laughs> you can work on those ones another time in another way. Literally without a horse, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be successful at it either for different reasons. I just generally like, I'm not into horses. I think they're kind of smelly. Well, that obviously means you have a deep trauma that you need to work through. <laughs> we can talk about that in another episode. <laughs> so, okay. So Miraval's one that you guys, you loved it. Loved. You loved. What's cool about that kind of experience too, and like probably why people love like wellness tourism is because normally when you go somewhere and you meet strangers, it's like you're not immediately dropping in to connect on like a deep level. And because we were having these like real experiences with these people that we didn't know, when we like would go to dinner, we would see them and sit with them and talk like real and honest about life things as opposed to that like surface level nicety getting to know you. It's like you could immediately drop in with a lot of these women. And, and I just love that and that's fulfilling for the soul totally Mm -hmm. it was really special it was really special what about crystals have you been to any properties that have had crystal programming no but my dream resort to go to i think it's i might be saying it wrong amanjiri oh yeah am i saying that right you are saying it perfectly fine yes it's on my bucket list so that's like within the like rock canyons and utah yeah that is i guess crystally (laughs) <laughs> totally. All of the Amman resorts have that sort of yeah, vibe like going. within the earth energy. And that is like my dream place. Do you have a dream place? A dream place? Or like a bucket list property that you really want to go to? I don't. I should. Damn it. <laughs> I want to go really far away. I don't know. Interesting. I haven't been on like a big trip in a really long time. I've been stateside for like probably 10 years. So it's time to get that passport out. I'd like to go to like one of the earth chakras. You know how there's six of them, but in like a warm location, <laughs> like South America, I would like to go. But a big fan of like, I love Sedona and I love going into the Sedona vortexes. Is so like the energy there is so powerful. I had gone years ago. A friend of mine had invited me to go with them for a wedding and it was my first time there. And I couldn't, it was sort of before I had an awareness about energy. He was like, and, and there's the vortexes. I'm like, I don't know what that means. But, yeah. but I remember decidedly feeling different there. And then when I went back, we have a client there, La Berge de Sedona. I went, we went back to visit them and I felt that same energy. And at that point I had sort of the words and the mm-hmm. knowledge to, to understand it. And it is, it's, it's incredible how that energy can sort of exist. And as soon as you drive in, you feel it. Like you're driving through the road that winds from like the freeway outside and when you're really into Sedona and it's suddenly like, and you're just like, okay, now I'm in a different zone. 
100%. And then you walk up into those vortexes. And it's so crazy because I remember the first time I went, I went with an ex-boyfriend of mine and he was like, these are vortexes. I was like, okay. And I got really dizzy on the way up. Something was happening to my body. And then we sat at the top and I was meditating and I had all these downloads about like men and women and all this stuff. And then we come down and it's like, you were in the vortex that honors the male energy and the female energy living in harmony. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's what I was thinking. Like I had no idea. So it's just so cool if you open up to the energy, like it will give you the information that you need. And then I just became obsessed and like went back many, many times. And so close to you guys in LA, which who, is Who nice. knows? Who knew Arizona was like so happening? I know. I know. It's a special place for sure. It is. You know, we, uh, so we have a client in Bermuda, Roseden, and that's my dream destination. Oh, you should go. It's so easy. Well, Let's it's a little go. bit more tricky from LA, mm -hmm. but it is, I mean, from tarmac to tarmac, like barely an hour from, from New York. We need to get there. So Whoa. yeah, next trip, tack on yeah, a couple okay. of days. Yeah. There's this really special property. It's a Relayan Chateau, several generations, family-owned property. And they actually have a crystal menu there. Interesting. Where yes. you eat crystals? Um, and <laughs> No, <laughs> you can actually have their crystal-infused mists. So like um, there's a lavender mist you could spray in your pillow or there's one for energy or one, whatever your various needs are. And you can actually pre-order them to be in your room for you to have as part How of your Lovely. Yeah, it is very cool. It's one of the few properties that I've heard of that's really doing anything authentically. Mm. And it's just, it's very cool. And in the property itself, it's incredibly unexpected. It's not a property that is positions itself as overtly wellness or is doing a Miraval-esque, yeah. you know? It's like a subtle... Yeah. Mindful moment. That's part of I the like coolest that. part of yeah. where we're at in the world where it doesn't have to be a Miraval. It can be legit. I'm going to this amazing, beautiful right. destination. I'm staying at a beautiful hotel. And oh, and by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like we prefer to consume our wellness. Absolutely. I got to go to a hotel that really impressed me. It was the Hotel San Cristobal in Todos Santos. Are you familiar I'm with not, it? I'm not, no. It's stunning. And it's just like a lovely little place to go. But I really appreciated none of the rooms have televisions. And to me, like that is where like wellness tourism is. It's as you said, these little things that aren't overtly in your face, but it's like we're honoring you shutting off. So that to me is like, I'm taking notice of this like all over. That I guess when you, what you're saying there too, kind of comes back to the conversation we were having earlier about the shower or the whatever, however you're finding your space. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, they are honoring you having your space by not giving you that potential destruction. Exactly. And even when it's in the room, like there's a TV in this room, like it's imposing. Mm -hmm. You feel that energy coming at you. So it's not there. Yeah. It's, it's nice. That's happening more and more, I think, with, it is, yeah. with properties. I remember a few years ago, we worked with a property up in Canada and they had it, literally a program where you would walk up and, or you would go to check in and they would take your laptop and your cell phone from you and they would put it in a safe. They love that. And when you were on checking out, then you could have it back. And Where in Canada? Um, I want to say it was La Frontenac, okay. Chateau La Frontenac. It was like five or six years ago we worked with them. Um when we represented the Fairmont brand, everyone loved talking about this. And when you think of all the amazing things properties put together for programming or, you know, the chefs they have or the linens they have and this thing got so much press by literally saying, give me your technology. We're taking your tech. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But so liberating, right? So stressful yeah. though. 
also. <laughs> like the like maybe later you're happy about it, but in the beginning you're like, I'm you're taking part of my soul. Totally, totally. So in speaking with Magic Mind, and she was telling me that you guys do Rose and Thorn. Yeah. And I loved hearing that. So my now six-year-old took that home from kindergarten last year. And Love we started that. doing it as a beautiful way of just understanding each other's days and mm-hmm. what we were going through. It just kind of doesn't organically come That's up. So, so sweet. I'd love to close out our time together talking about your rose and thorn of the week so much if you're open to it yeah thank you we would love that no you go first you go first (laughs) oh on the spot okay Okay. i told you we had this amazing company retreat yesterday um unconscious leadership and that was my rose obviously it was super exciting for me to participate and i came away with you know copious amounts of learnings but watching a lot of our newer employees just completely blossom and light up in Mm. that was an incredibly satisfying and gratifying experience. Um, And it gave me a lot of excitement for the future of our company. And my thorn is I have not been eating well this week and I can feel it in my body. Mm. (laughs) It's like I went and opened the fridge last night. I was like, I grocery shopped on Saturday and there's absolutely nothing for me to eat in here. And so I ended up eating literally frozen chicken fingers for dinner and (laughs) and they were not that good. So then I only had three like little tiny nuggets. And I'm like, I feel like I'm- But you're doing the smoothie thing at this moment. So you're counteracting, which is great. The juice, yes. So thank you. Thank you, I'm trying. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. I would say the rose of the rose Roses is we've been working on the show for quite a while. And to be at the point where we get to come to New York and have literally every single second of it filled with something really fun and exciting that we get to do. I was just walking from the subway yesterday and I just had this moment of like awe that we're here and that we get to do this and what we've created. And it just felt really balanced and happy. And that's not every moment that I get to like really take that in. So it was really special. And I would say Thorne had really bad period cramps while all that was happening. (laughs) So (laughs) nothing, I feel like every time we go on the road, I always, my cycles to bring it back around, it just likes to sync up with that. It's humbling really. (laughs) (laughs) I echo her rose, but I also have a side rose, which is that we went to Italy last night. And I- Is that your first time? No, (laughs) I've been before, but we had a big window between two things and we couldn't go all the way back to Brooklyn. So let's go somewhere we can just like hang. And I had in the pizza pasta restaurant, the most delicious, truly delicious, incredible gluten-free pizza it was a full pizza that I ate the entire thing of. It was buffalo you mozzarella. You gave me a little bit. A, so a little bit. Well, still. But I was like, you can have the literal <laughs> tiniest pizza. <laughs> uh, it was a buffalo mozzarella margarita pizza that they put spicy honey on. And the gluten-free crust was made of rice, corn, and buckwheat. And it was, wasn't it next it's level? It's delightful. It's the best gluten-free it's not certified gluten-free. I'm using air quotes because there is some, there's got to be like some. It's, it's cross-contaminated because they use the same oven. That's oh, why. Oh, I see. I see. So I they see. can't say gluten-free because right. if like, if, so they cook the wheat the pizza and someone with celiacs, it could like affect them. I don't have celiacs. I'm just weak. But it literally was like it fluffy was and next special. level. Like as a gluten-free person, it's hard because I love, br- I love bread. To quote Oprah. Obviously. But I just feel better when I don't have it. And so when you when I find a substitute that's actually like equal, 
it's just something really worth celebrating. So thank you to Italy. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard someone rave so much about a gluten-free pie ever. Because it, it was because they're not usually that good. <laughs> usually you're like, this is good for that thing. This was good for like all pizza. So just my little Italian heart is just so grateful. So happy you had that experience. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Those are two really good roses, guys. Yeah. And then we immediately went to sex with Emily on Sirius and talked about butt stuff. So that was a hard right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my thorn, I don't really have one. I mean, I love everything right now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm just stoked to be here and I'm really excited for the rest of the week of interviews that we have and yeah, all the great food in New York. It's just great. Wow. So awesome. Well, congrats to you guys on having a really big week and thanks, thanks so much for coming and joining us on Priority Status. Thank thanks for you. having us.